Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Okay. What? Well, we're not we're not ready there. We're gonna have to let Jesse start. Oh. So. Um I walked in the studio today and I got and I sat down. And I saw that someone left a nice advertisement for HomeSense and their and their nice bedroom collection in front of my seat. That that's good. I'm just gonna pull it out. Oh, and I looked, and it was like, you mean my ah, save the dates for my wedding? You know, just pillow fighting, standing on the bed. You know, like couples do. We've do you done know, that. Do you know the story behind this, Steve? I think you know what it was. It was Adam and Caprice were feeling like frisky. But like in a playful way. Right. And they decided, let's have one of our patented stand on the bed pillow fights. You know, I have to tell you. And, and now, Jesse, now I hope the true was... story. Are you going to post this picture? Is, no, hold on. About the picture. About the picture. No, hold on. Hold on. I think it's unfair that Caprice is fully dressed in this and I'm in my pajamas. First off, I think that that's completely unfair, and I told her so yeah, when but we you're did that. In, I think it's, I, I mean, it's embarrassing for her. You're in proper linen pajamas. Casual Sunday morning pillow fight attire. <laughs> the, what did she put on the Ritz for? I hope you put this up on. Put it up online. No, it's already on the internet. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> you posted it. What, what do you, you type mean, in? Adam oh. Wild pillow fight? Did no, you, it's on my Instagram. Did you not post oh, it? Okay. Yeah, I did. I know okay. I'm mean, like, but, but insert it into the YouTube channel so Anyways. people can see it. So the story behind this is Adam, for years, all the years I've known him, decades, centuries, making fun of people, I don't think that's true. taking wedding photos, engagement photos. engagement photos, sorry, engagement photos, and saying he'll never do it. I did I say that. I don't know if there's a cool way and of I doing it. And I sit down, and he produces Here the ad are. for HomeSense. So <laughs> that is really a So Jesse is correct, ad. and I'm just going to have to swallow this one. There's just no, there's no other way around it. I am a hypocrite, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll tell you. The only great wedding shot I ever saw was you and Mrs. Dangle skipping and holding hands in the mall or whatever yeah, you guys did it um, outside Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, just because, I don't know, just being idiots, so dumb, basically. But my, my problem with, with engagement purpose. photos was probably, you know, what was created by the ones we did. You know, at least Caprice and I do have pillow fights. What I always think is like, why are, why are people that live in the city sitting on a tractor? Like, or standing in a field of wheat? Or underneath an apple tree. In a field of wheat. Always in it, like tall grass or wheat. There's people standing. Like I bet five of your friends right now, if you to check their engagement photos, have a, a shot of them in tall grass or wheat. Why? Why? You're you're city dwellers. What are you doing in a farmer's field, man? Did you ask the farmer? That's why I did hockey hall of fame. Right, because it had something to do with you. Yeah, and nothing to do with my wife. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, we were one for two, so right. I think that's pretty good. That's halfway. That's I halfway. I don't even remember whose idea that was. Anyway, it does look like a home sense ad. I thought the photographer did an amazing job. That took like twenty minutes, and we were in and out done. I fought that tooth and nail. By the way, Just I did not make that easy. Fight. Caprice was about to. Oh, I mean, divorce yeah, me it, before it the wedding. Looks like you like really hammered her. Oh yeah. no, 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 no! I, was, I mean, I fought the actual photo shoot happening. Oh, I was like, I do I not want to do this. You won the pillow fight. I oh, definitely okay. want that too. I don't too. believe that. I believe deep down you want it. No, ask her. She was like, I will. I. She actually at one point jokingly, but half jokingly said to me, she's like, I don't know why I'm going to marry you. <laughs> because she was like, I was being difficult. And and I, because I hated that stuff, but and I, then, I thought so, it turned so out pretty what cool. Is, what do I do with this? 
Uh, you keep it and you put it on your fridge until the actual invitation comes. You don't fold it in half though, because that's a beautiful picture. Mm. Oh my god! Uh, uh, save the date. Oh, <laughs> I think I got a fit in my pocket. You're a bad that's, friend, Jesse. That's bad it has friend. To be pocket I hope your computer size. breaks down for you. Wow. Now, save the date is the promise ring of what? Yeah, it's. I don't understand basically. why we're doing it, but that's what we. That's what no, everybody you're else doing did. It but because. It's where do I some of the frilly shit that you have to do when it comes to your wedding? <sighs> oh my god, I hate it. They forgot to mark the price of the lamp. It's hilarious. They, they put it in Swedish, <laughs> I think. It's actually, do I have to assemble this one myself? <laughs> lamp, lamp, lamp. You know, the two of you it's can just, just pronounce you can, lamp. Both of you can fuck right off, okay? Jesse, I can't wait to see your engagement photo. I can't wait to see it when it happens one day. Yeah, a smileless, just arms at his side. No, 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 it'll be him. Off. <laughs> It'll be his no, that'll be the back. Right. No, I think I think I'm gonna I'd do it over the top. Would I'd, you? I'd get the tractor. Oh and god. I do complete opposite. I hope of you who do I the tractor am. and right. in the middle of the field, like yeah. farming a field. But it better be a big tractor. Mm. Like a turbine. Like it better be like a massive motherfucker of a tractor, not think, one of those old classy ones. No, it's gonna be Jesse with like a top hat and like uh, a suit with coattails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's gonna be driving he's gonna be riding a, a horse drawn carriage and yep. the, the driver is a tiger. And there's gonna be there's gonna be no fiance, just me. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, for I like sure, that. just yeah, him, just me, just to, no. And she's like pushing, <laughs> <laughs> just to be a complete jerk. Um, but you can't even see that she's pushing. No, just just know that she is pushing. She's yes. there. You just see like the the wedding dress kind of coming out the back or something like that. Okay, yeah, maybe give that it a way little... you like you know you get to see it but not see it. Right. 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 It's terrible. You sound like you, there is no way any any girl that you date is going to be okay with that. But good luck. I, with I it. want someone to Photoshop that picture and make the bride, if you choose to show the bride, Lana Del Rey. I, I think. I think. Well, okay. If Jesse's going to marry someone like today, it's Lana Del Rey. I'm is pretty it? sure. I don't know. I don't think so. Who's your wife? Did you see her recent interview? By the way, I guess she We're, used to have an American flag. Uh, playing during was it national anthem or one of the other songs that she does and and now she's like well I go to France now and I can't do that because the systems change and it doesn't seem right I'm like oh and the, the mashable headline was like your Donald Trump has changed your Lana Del Rey concert experience I was like fuck everyone in this two things <laughs> so dumb two things um, you have an American flag on your t-shirt you do, do. the really little one but it's upside down I do I think it's Levi's or something it looks very nice. Or Ralph Lauren or whatever. Um, two. What was that Vice thing you posted yesterday? <laughs> that reminded me of that. Did you watch that? Uh, I tweeted something out that said Vice has hit peak Vice. And essentially... Which one was it? Was it Vice doing an expose on Vice? Because no. that's the final one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the final one and I, I haven't seen it yet, but no. that's the final one. So the premise of the video... You know Robin Hood, right? I know Robin you know, Hood you well. You tweeted it? Oh, you know Friar Tuck from Robin Hood? You remember his haircut? Yes, watch your language. So yes. they took Friar Tuck's haircut, this this electronic DJ from 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 uh, French Canada, from Quebec, and he's got Friar Tuck's haircut, and he's our age. So already you're like, okay. He's different, man. And they take him. He's different, man. He's so different. It's, it's he's like, super different. It's like the rest of you have good-looking haircuts, not this guy. Not this guy, no. No, he's unique. So he goes out to the store with Vice... To the, um, is it oh, the... Tell is, me when I can show Steve. Is it a vintage <laughs> store? It's like a vintage store, like a, you know... A thrift shop. Thrift shop. And they're looking for his next sample. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so French electronic DJ with ah! bad haircut. <laughs> and the comments are obviously all about his hair because vice, vice viewers are not any more elevated than anybody else, right? They just probably think they are. And <laughs> it is like, you got to see it. You got to watch it. When's the hockey coming? Some of you are asking. Don't worry. It's It'll coming. Come. It's coming. It'll come. We've, it's, no. No. Wait. So this idiot with his idiot haircut is just recording, like he's like recording, oh like if you if you take a, take a tennis racket mm -hmm. and scrape it across the table. That's he's his, literally that's at a, a sample. thrift shop trying to find music, and they're recording it for objects. Him. Is the owner of the store going like, "Are you going to buy any of this shit?" Or it looked like he did buy it. I don't even know. Anyway, this is also one of those stores that you will find in like if, downtown Toronto where like you, you you ever walk into a store and you're like, what do they sell? Yeah. Yeah. Tons of them. Well, I walked into a store in Halifax and I'm like, what do you sell? You're a candle slash goofy shot glass shit shot glass. Oh, you have some clothes. Okay. As well. That have lobsters on them because and, the East Coast. Yes. And kitschy shit. It's called a general store. No. 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 A general <laughs> no. store has, has food like, and newspapers no, and, yeah, and no, malted lottery tickets. It's the new general store. Right. It's a thing. There's a lot of them on West Anyway, Queen we West. should probably stop playing that because we can't include yeah, it in that's, the video. That's um, awful. But just so you know, Vice had, Vice had hit peak Vice, so I think, with that. This freaking guy is literally just walking around the store banging on shit. Yeah. That he's not buying. And then he's finding his new sample, man. <laughs> man. Madden. Just finding his new sample, Madden. <laughs> with his haircuts. They're different. Yeah. Vice. We're you, different. You guys have you Mohawks, guys. and I got like a reverse one. So yeah, I look I'm like different. George Costanza's son. <laughs> <laughs> their news is amazing, but sometimes their In other shit. No, no, Vice News is pretty oh. amazing, uh, but sometimes their other shit. In I'm like, Quebec? what is happening? What a dumbass! <laughs> Vice News in Quebec might be good too. I don't know. That's where they started. Vice. Uh, anyway. Good times. Um, okay, we have hockey stuff to get to. We have Phil Castle stuff to get to because there is like oh. there is a bit of a ridiculous this Phil Castle narrative, man. Oh, I love it. It's the ridiculous narrative. Okay. It's crazy. I'm so happy. Uh, we also got to talk about Connor Brown and that contract because mm. I have a I have a couple questions based on what we know about summer LTIR, which now exists, which we didn't know existed. Um, and may not have existed before the summer. And may not have existed until Lou Amarello... Yeah, yeah. Or may not have existed in its current form, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. It's I, it's always funny when Cap Friendly kind of gives up on something. Because like, if, if you look, I'm pretty sure Horton... Or who is it that they put on LTIR? Horton? I think it's Horton. That would make the most sense. I don't think they have him under LTIR. Because they're just like, oh, for crying out loud! Like, well, yeah, we're trying to figure out I too much. I don't think it was in the public rules. Like I, like when they issued the rule book, I don't think publicly that came out. It said you can't go ten ten percent above the cap, and I'm sure the Leafs just went to them and said, listen. Uh, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yep, sure. But we have some, some sure. things to talk about. But first, Steve, you wanted the floor, so go ahead. Yes, we're okay. We're gonna get heavy, and I'm sorry. Okay, I listen for an escape. Shut up. We're gonna get heavy <laughs> for five minutes. Fuck you and your escape. Fuck you and your escape. <laughs> we're gonna get heavy for five minutes. Give us those five minutes, then it'll be done. Okay, you're gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna be Jesse. <laughs> Do you want me to set a stopwatch? <sighs> Probably yeah, a good actually, idea. Actually, sure. Yeah. There we go. Right, let me. Uh, oh, you can do it on your computer because technology. All right. I won't start until stop you watch. start the stop. Five one. minutes. Ready? It's already started. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, mom. No, I'm waiting. Uh, he's, look, he's killing uh, us time. I know. 
so in the wake of uh, the whole Chester Bennington thing, so obviously you know the lead singer of Linkin Park uh, killed himself. Uh, that was about a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam did a really heartfelt thing on the radio. Dude, that was amazing, first of all. Well, are thanks, we going to like play that? As yeah, part we can of play, the, you can play one. It doesn't have to take up your five. Minutes. No, we'll, we'll put it. No, yeah, yeah, we'll put it at the. Just, you know what? If you want to listen to it, we'll put it at after the extra. Sure. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That way, you know yeah, where to find it. Yeah, it was really good. And also, if it makes you uncomfortable, you know when to turn off the podcast. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was really good and it was really heartfelt. And you posted that. Well, you said it live on the air on Kiss ninety two five, and it became a somewhat viral clip because it was really good. And you were talking about. Uh, I get, well here. Do you want to explain it? It's your. Clip. Oh, it's just you know. I, what I what I find and what I found amazing about that situation, in a tragic situation, is is how one disease can make even a person like that who has millions of people literally that love him, millions right. of people. Yeah, they he still felt alone. So the rest of us is like holy holy shit! Like how that is a that is a wall to climb. That and having had people in my life go through that. You know, I I don't think, you know, I I definitely had anxiety attacks uh, along the line, but I've never had like full on depression in the way that uh, these people have. Um, I can't imagine what you go through, but I can tell you what it was like to be alongside it. And it's not easy. So anybody who's a support worker out there too, feel you, man. It's rough. Oh, they go through. Yeah. So rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a few of those too. And yeah, I mean, they're like a therapist for people and they need their own therapy because Mm -hmm. it's it's a rough go. Um, so here, let me, let me just out and say this around, I would say May 2016, I started to feel really shitty. So I, I would often like go into a funk or something Mm -hmm. and like it, and it would be really bad, but it would last like, I don't know, a week or two and then it would go away and then it would feel like myself again. Uh, June, I didn't feel like myself. July, I didn't feel like myself. August, I didn't feel like myself and it, it, August is when it really started getting very, very bad. September, October, November, and then finally in December, I was like, I, enough, enough. I need to go friggin' find help. So I'll, I'll just straight up say it. I went and saw a therapist. And best decision I made in 2016. <laughs> best decision ever. Um, I needed it. It was, uh, I, guess, I guess what they called it was basically, I thought it was depression. It was anxiety. No. It was, yeah, depression caused by anxiety. So anxiety was my big problem. Like, you feel it. When they talk about um, mental health and physical symptoms, I remember the first time I read that, I'm like, really? Like, I was skeptical because I, I don't know, I never shared that experience. Holy shit, yeah, man. Yeah, it's real. It's real. You feel it in your chest. It's like like someone, someone has a hand in your chest and is squeezing from the inside. It's awful. It's friggin' awful. But I went and got help, and I mean, it fixed it for me. Um, I'll probably go back, just get some checkups. Uh, and it's not like I went once; I went a bunch of times. Um, if you need the help, here's here's the reason I'm bringing this up. It's not about me. If you feel like you need the help, if you're pretty sure you need the help, if you're skeptical as to whether or not you need the help, if you need that push, in my opinion, you should go get it. You should go get it for sure. You won't regret it. Um, when I, the, What held me back from doing it for like a, about two months, I should have done it probably at least two months sooner than I did, was I felt ashamed. I didn't want to go. Um, and then after I went, I still felt ashamed. And I, it took me a very long time to tell my friends. It took me a long time to, I told both of you, but it took a while. I told my parents last week. You know, it just, I don't know. I, I don't, 
exactly know how to explain that, but I... Well, I do. I can I can tell yeah, you my side of that, sure. um, which is how I remember. Time? Did I re- we ruin it? We're at four twenty. Okay, sorry. Well, here's we're gonna go a little late, but I remember Steve coming to me. Do we have not, an extra sixty nine seconds on top of four twenty? Uh, can nice. I can I just can I just be straight about what happened? Can we just be honest about what happened? What about what happened with you know how how I found out what uh, you were going through? Do you I, remember? No, I don't. Okay, well I'm just gonna tell you. Okay, uh, it was uh, your wife. That reached out to me and said, oh, listen, right. you got to push him to do this. Yeah. And I have, I did this when I was like 18, 19. I went through a really rough stage. I was drinking a lot. Uh, I was in a rough spot. I was 50, 60 pounds overweight, not a happy camper, completely lost. <laughs> Guys, I'm going I'm <laughs> to lose weight with Jack Daniels. <laughs> like yeah. I was, I was a mess. I was yeah. a total fucking mess. And what was interesting was that, you know, I, I've been open about it, but every time I, I brought it up in my early twenties, people kind of give you that look like, Ooh. You know, you're damaged goods, man. And I yeah. knew, I knew I wasn't, um, but I didn't really talk about it openly and whatever. Um, but I remember talking to you in my elevator at my house at, uh, on King street and telling you, you know, you've got to do this. And you were like, yeah, I know whatever. Like, and I could sense that, that there was some sort of shame with that. Yeah. And I, it's funny. Every person that I've encountered that has that shame after they go completely goes away and they get it. But it's taking that first step to go. Yeah. And, and I think you, I, the reason I bring that up, Steve, is because I'm glad you went. I'm proud of you for going. It takes, it takes time and uh, thought and, and it's exhausting. Uh, but when you do go, it's a humongous release. Like it is crazy. Yeah. And it's not the cure all. It's not no. the cure all. I mean, some people need medication. I was lucky. Absolutely. I didn't. Um, they gave me some uh, in case I have like a real. Like bout, yeah, anxiety attack. I've I haven't taken it. I haven't needed it. Um, yeah, it's shitty, man. It is. It's really shitty. So, and and let me let me wrap it up with with a couple things. There was one funny story in the middle of that. So when I finally opened up to Adam about all that, I was like, yeah, man, I I, I really you know I I think it's time. You know, I I need to you know go seek help. I need to go to a therapist. Adam's like, yeah, you know, like I've, I've noticed a, I've noticed a change in you in the last like two years, which was really concerning to me because I had only felt down for about six months. <laughs> I never, when you said it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Did I say I two years? years? Did I say two years? You said, you said like last couple of years. No. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, what I had noticed was ups and downs. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I wasn't. Which that's. I don't know. I think that's normal. I don't right, know. but I think that that was rearing its its head early, and then you were coming out of it and coming back into it. This was a down, like, with a shovel. Yeah. Like, I just, like, oh, there's new depths to this awfulness. This yeah. sucks. And what also amazed me was how many people I spoke to and opened up to about it were like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. You know? And some of them were just like, you know, you should have never felt that way, man. You should have never felt the shame in going to get help. And others were like... Uh, I don't know how to word it. Ple- pleasantly surprised, like they weren't happy that I went through that, but they were happy that they you were dealing alone. with it. Yeah. So this is me opening up to you, you the listener, and uh, if you need the help, I think you should go get it. When you're with the therapist, it's going to be hard to open up. I recommend opening up as much as you can. I'm not a mental health expert. It just it helped the sessions mm-hmm. to be as open as possible. So. Yeah, if you need that push, there's your push. There you go. Go do it. Boom. Now fun. Okay. You guys went eight minutes and five seconds. Ah!
Ah, whatever. Sixty-nine four twenty. I'm sorry. So nice. uh, we'll start with the big news of the day, which is Colorado Avalanche have signed Matt Nito to a one million dollar contract. Oh, Matt Nito. And apparently, yes, yes, yes. Uh, when he found out he was about to become a millionaire, he said Nito. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I heard he hit the mat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because oh. yeah. Um, mm. is there really any truth to the Phil Kessel narrative that there needs to be a quote Phil Kessel whisperer? Because now that Mark Recchi has taken over as an assistant coach in Pittsburgh, like... I thought we tackled this. I know, but again, but it's come up again. There's a new one, huh? Yeah, because, because, again, they thought about, well, now talk, it's gone, maybe Kessel gets traded. And Recchi's in there, and... and, and they've got the quote from Mark Recchi, and it says, I've actually been around the, la- the past couple of years and spent a lot of time with Phil, especially during his first year here. I spend time with Phil because we've had that opportunity to play together in Boston, and we had a good relationship there. We get along great. He's a great guy. He's a fun guy. He's a heck of a player, and he's got a great hockey mind, and I look forward to working Sounds with him. Sounds like a real liability. They got a player, they got a player for, what, six, seven years with a $6.8 million cap hit who needs an assistant coach to rub him on the shoulders and say, hey, Phil, calm down. Who's yeah. already won two cups Be and nice led the guy. team in scoring. Yes. Yes. No, no, well, I'm talking about even before that. Oh, yeah. When they traded for him, hey, listen, this guy's nuts. Like, th- this guy is, like, completely, you can't work with him. Complete liability. But I tell you what, Rick Tockett has some magical friggin' Yu-Gi-Oh powers that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna tame this monster. I should have gone with Pokemon. Why didn't I go with Pokemon? Ah, here it is. Rick Tockett used hypnotize. <laughs> he's he used hypnotize. No, he has all eight badges. Wow. See, most coaches like Ron Wilson and Randy Carlisle, they only had like a few badges. Yeah. But like you need to have you can't just have the Thunder badge to deal with Phil Kessel. He's not gonna listen to you. He's gonna be like Charizard. You got it. You got to have all the other ones. I Can you imagine the name of some. If of them. he was one of Ash Ketchum's Pokemon, and they drop Phil Kessel off in the land of the Phil Kessels, Phil Kessel, <laughs> because there's the because there's a Charizard like land. There's a Phil Kessel daycare, <laughs> just like Jerry daycare and Charizard daycare. It's all the same. Yeah, it seems a bunch a bit, of people who are the same. It seems a bit like a stretch gym. to me. It seems like a bit like daycare. summer hockey stories. I don't, okay. We've been hearing this for way too long. So, maybe there's something to it. Maybe. But I just thought it was funny that the Penguins went out of their way in 2016 when they won to be like, you know, I just want to say what an honor it was to play with the legend Phil Kessel. And th- that was Benino and Haglin. And Obama. On the mic. Sorry? And Obama. Well, I mean, that's his joke, right? I don't know if he was super... Yes. Super up to date on penguins and hockey memes, but it, at very least, Benino and Haglin went to bad for him. I think Brian Russ dressed as a hot dog for Halloween so and took a picture with Phil. So I I got to imagine the penguins are fans of him. So what's the problem here? Like what's the guy? The guy is number one in what four or five categories over the last two playoff runs, both of which ended up in a cup. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I. They say they have their guy in Mark Recchi. Maybe it's just to make. Maybe this is the kind of story you release, where there's already a perception of Phil, and it's just to make Penguins fans feel better. Doesn't that, that further the perception though that he's going to have to get yeah, special but it's treatment? There. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're not going to fight it. Yeah, it's there. 
And you won two cups, so what does it matter that it's there? It's just to make them feel better because I saw a lot of Penguins fans go, ooh, when they lost Hockett. It's the, they understood that it was the price of being an elite team is you lose people within your organization. But it made them feel better. You know, oh, Mark Recchi. He's, he's, it's basically the same. It's a wash. I don't know. That's the only logical solution I can come up with. Or Kessel's a pain in the ass. <laughs> in which case... Isn't this isn't this an example of why sometimes it's good to keep a player who's a pain in the ass if they're good enough? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I ran into a Montreal Canadiens fan at a barbecue this weekend. How did that go? How, they, they sure what was Amir doing in the middle of that barbecue? They, yeah, they sure are optimistic people. Oh. And I, you know, I mean, like, okay, Markov still hasn't resigned. Who needs who needs Andre Markov when you got Mark Straight? Right, just, just signed. Yeah, seven hundred thousand. I, uh, uh, not that I, I. Again, the funny thing with Montreal is I don't expect them to be bad. I just think I don't think we've ever said that. No, I don't think we have either. I expect them to not win the cup, and they expect to win the cup, or they seem to expect to. I think. You need a certain amount of things to put yourself in a position where you can win the cup. Montreal can win the cup. If you got the best goalie in the league, you can win the cup any year. Any year. Uh, I just don't think it's the greatest strategy in the world. Fair. Uh, Claude Giroux. This, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm pulling God. a lot of this stuff from uh, from uh, arrested again? Mr. Yeah. Luke Fox. No, um, this is different. So Claude Giroux makes eight point two five million dollars a year. Hey. He's our age. Eh? He's twenty nine. Okay. And he is coming off his least productive season. He didn't miss a game. Got fourteen goals and fifty eight points. Still pretty good. Sparking some trade rumors. Not bad. But what Jeremy Roenick had to say was this. What did he say? The reason Claude Giroux didn't, uh, doesn't get success is because he lets everything get into his mind and he looks for other things to blame it on. Is it possible that maybe the Flyers just weren't that great last year and even though he got 58 points, which is still pretty respectable, although you would hope an $8 million player is a point-of-game player, unless they're defensemen, um, is it possible that they just weren't that great? I mean, they almost made the playoffs. But they weren't that great. Yeah, I think people tend to overanalyze things. Like the Flyers didn't have uh, trouble scoring goals, did they? I don't think so. He had a bit of a down year, but uh, I don't think they had trouble scoring goals. Uh, Jesse, are you on that? Whenever I see the fingers activate, I'm like, yeah, info. Um, no, their problem was keeping the puck out of their net, and I think they had some injury trouble too. Like Wayne Train had a wicked year. Uh, man, I don't think goals. And they've got was some the great young players coming up. Like yeah. I really think that they're going to be. Scary one of these days. The Flyers? Yeah. Today. Today. They're scary today. <laughs> like, I, I. They're back to being I, almost a dominant team, I would think, pretty soon. Yeah. In the same way that a, a really elite goalie can make any team a contender, a, a really bad performance in net can make any team miss the playoffs. And that happened with the Flyers last year. The Philadelphia Flyers finished twen- tied for 20th oh. in goals for per game. Oh. Oh. That's surprising. Yeah. They how, how far behind, like, a uh, middle-of-the-pack team were they? Uh, they had 2.59 goals for per game, and Nashville, who finished 11th, had 2.9. Hmm. Okay. That's surprising. I didn't know that. Now, how are they in the goals against category? I got to imagine they were one of the worst. Goals against per game? Let's find them. They're going to be good. 
They're going to be better. They were 10th. Get out of here! Goals against per game. That's weird. You're, you're lying. No way. Are you way. sure? No, oh, maybe I'm sorting backwards. Hold on. Oh. Ah. Were you sorting backwards you? on the goals yeah. four, too? Ah. <laughs> no, goals four, I had it correct. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. I was like, what? Goals against per game, they would have been, what is that? 19th then. Oh, okay. Okay, so they weren't as bad as I thought. By that ranking, goal scoring was the problem. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Go. No, I wouldn't have thought that. Hmm. Uh, I think the Flyers' bigger issue is uh, Ron Hextall uh, divulging information. Did you see all this? No, what happened? Okay, so I, I was just trying to gather what was going on from Flyers fans' tweets, and I can't... Jesus, I, I wish I remember who it was. But it was basically... Supposedly, Ron Hextall had a bit of a Lou Lamorello policy when it came to injuries and wasn't into divulging very much. Threw that out the window when it came to Nolan Patrick. Because uh, I, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember if it was his face or his abdomen. I think it was oh, his he's, he's an infected face, doesn't he? he? Yeah, he's, he's out because they had to remove a bunch of cysts. It's like, oh, That's rough. if you're Nolan Patrick, come on, Ron. <laughs> Just shut up, dude. I guess the reason he would have done that is if you told him he had they had surgery done, people would be like, was his, is it his knee? Is it his whatever? You know. It, oh, I suppose in a... In a Cyst is, you know, you just remove it. I yeah, don't know if a cyst anything. is pretty, especially if it's a benign cyst, it's not a big deal. But right. if it's, you know, you have to watch that sort of stuff because it can become precancerous or something like that. Yummy. Yeah, gross. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. If I were if I were Nolan Patrick, I'd be like, maybe, maybe don't. Well, I get maybe, why maybe he did. I get why he did, though. I get it it makes too. sense. Um, my favorite quote of the whole week, and my, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch just because I'm really not sure what they're doing. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, Las Vegas. Um, so we haven't heard from them. For George a very McPhee. Long time, eh? George McPhee said of his defense core, "We're at a manageable number right now." No, you're not. Under contract currently with the Vegas Golden Knights are eleven NHL defensemen. Who do Th- we got? That does not include Nate Schmidt. I will. Uh, they still haven't signed him, huh? No, they haven't. Uh, so the only two defensemen that are signed into after next year are Griffin Reinhardt and Brad Hunt. Uh, so it's it's sort of funny to look at it and go, okay, so you've got, okay, so their defense right now, Garrison, Spiza, Stoner, McNabb, Merrill, Miller, Anglin, Theodore, Reinhardt, Hunt, and Schmitz and RFA. There's a good core in there somewhere. I think so too. Yeah. But I don't see how you could say that it's down to a manageable number. I still wonder what's going on there. And there's a lot of free agents that probably shouldn't be. Right. Like, I wonder if Vegas is what's holding that up. What do you mean? I just wonder. Like, well, if teams are going, okay, should we bother signing this guy? Should we bother with a guy like Markov, for example, who's old and asking for two years and a lot of money? Or is there someone we can get from Vegas for a nominal fee? Right. Now, Montreal already kind of did that. Doesn't mean they can't do it again. Jesse, what are you looking at? I'm looking at their cat friendly. I'm just, why haven't they done anything? Vegas, like, they can't go into next season with that, can they? I mean, I no, guess they can. But we haven't had a, a, a team, an expansion team in the cap. It here. just kind of sounds like they will. I know. It, like, we're not used to teams just bravely going into the season that bad. Out of their, what is it, nine signed defensemen, so excluding their RFA. Um, 
two of them are under contract af- after next year. Which that's probably like just something expansion teams go through and we kind of forgot. Yeah. Like my my concern that I think was an under talked about point and I think we brought it up on the show is like how many of these guys are actually stoked to be Golden Knights? They probably didn't like getting ripped from their team. Like a lot of these guys signed contracts with their team and they were happy to Except be Except for there. Derek Engelin, who willingly signed yeah, there. Yeah, Derek Engelin was fine. Mark Mathot um has just, been traded. Oh wait, no, he's a has star been now. Traded, so never yeah, mind. Yes. So that's out. Yeah, I was I was like, oh no, he showed up with the team and put the jersey on. Oh, that was the stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No, that was the wrong team. Yeah, just looking at just looking at what they got. It says thirteen forwards. Two of them aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> Grabowski and Clarkson. David Clarkson's not playing for you. Yeah, Clarkson's, I think he's never going to play again, right? And uh-huh. Grabowski uh-huh. may. Sounds like he may. I don't know if he will, though. Um, and then if you go to their mi- their minor league guys, Tuck might make the team. Alex Tuck. Um, what about Brandstrom? Brendan Leipzig is in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder if one of their brand new draft picks... Makes it in there. Eric Branson, he's still 17 years old. Wow. Oh, God. Can you play in the NHL when you're 17? I don't know. Oh, he turns... Uh, you want to take a stab at this guy's birthday? What year he's born? He's born September 2nd. Not 2000. Thank God. 1999. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Suzuki's still 17. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, 17 non-roster players. They still got... A bunch of guys to sign. But aren't they splitting their minor league team? With, with who? I want to say the Blackhawks? Or was it the Blues? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, they still got some guys. Look at all those picks! That's insane! Oh my god. It's crazy. And I just I feel like going in, we were like, they could be competitive. There's so much potential there. They chose not to be. And now we sit here in almost August, and the team is garbage. I think... I don't know. I think I think Vegas is just Halo Reach, and they're just holding the fort for Master Chief. You know, just waiting for the Brandstroms, Suzukis, you know, guys, guys of that nature, um, players of that nature, players. <laughs> Eric Brandstrom, guys of that nature, <laughs> um, and they're just going to build the team through the draft, which they probably should. Uh, next year, uh, they got a first, a second, no third. They don't have their own fourth, but they have Pittsburgh's. They got their own fifth and Carolina's and their own sixth, no seventh. The year after, their own first, three seconds, three thirds, a fourth, two fifths, a sixth, and a seventh. And then even the year after that, a first, three seconds. A can you third. even use that many draft picks? You can't. There's. I like. So the roster limit is. 50, mm-hmm. the amount of guys you can just own the rights to, I think, is 90. Okay. Which, I, the Leafs have to be close. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I want to get to. Uh, but I, first, I, yeah. first, I think we need to talk about... Uh, Mika Zibanejad actually uh, signed with the Rangers. A, bu- a bunch of people have signed, yeah. Five-year, mm-hmm. $26.75 million deal. So it's over five per... It's funny, because we re- it was reported, I think, yesterday or the day before that they were really far apart. And then all of a sudden, next day, they got it. Mm. So I wonder what changed there. I think it's because it's rich people negotiating with rich people. And at some point, like... <laughs> ah, we're both rich. Ah, 400 grand I'm leaving on the table per year, but... Ah, I'm rich and I don't want to deal with this anymore. 
Fair enough. Um, Imagine leaving two and a half million dollars on the table because you wanted to go golf. <laughs> That's I think I think that happens more often than you think. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you want your team to win, like Connor McDavid. Ron McLean even came out and said, by the way, that at Smash Fest mm-hmm. during an interview that that uh, Connor McDavid is underpaid. I mean, he is. He's he's definitely underpaid. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. God bless you, Connor McDavid, for only being the highest paid player in the league by $2 million. Like, God bless you. Amazing. Um, I uh, didn't get to meet Ron McLean. No? No, I wanted to, but uh, he was playing, uh, he was in the middle of a ping pong game with, uh, a ping pong game with uh, Sam Bennett mm-hmm. and Matthew Kachuk. And Apparently what, he lost. He did. Uh, once the game ended, uh, he he just got mobbed for pictures, and then he left early. Of course. Uh, Brian Dumoulin resigns with the Penguins. I think this is a pretty good deal. It'll run through. It's six years. He's twenty five. Four point one million a year. Not bad. This is my one hope that there won't be a lockout. Is the new trend seems to be sign everyone for a reasonable in the middle price forever though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. High risk, high reward. Basically. Um, you know, if any of these guys, Victor Arvidsson, what a what an amazing deal the Predators have him signed to. Yeah, let me pull but that if, up. If he takes the wrong knock to the head, wrong knock to the knee, breaks his femur, something crazy like that, all of a sudden, um, you know, you got a bit of an albatross. Gee, Steve, <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. You know, what if the deer dies anyway? Se- <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, uh, four point two five million a year. It's a good, good contract. It's like the Zaitsev deal. If Zaitsev turns into something, then he's more than four point five. Then it's all. Fine if not, games. it's off but to Roby Island with him. Then he's here till twenty twenty five. Forever and ever. Um, yeah. You know what? The Rick DiPietro contract. Could have been really good. Mm-hmm. There was a while where it looked like it was going to be pretty good. Injuries kind of. Can you imagine if the Islanders still had like a, a, a league average goalie, an above league average goalie, this entire time locked up to what, what was he getting paid? Four million bucks? 4.5 million bucks? It's a good deal. Yeah, his name's Roberto Luongo. He's playing mm. in Florida. Mm. He was the Islanders first, though. Oh, what oh. if what if five years ago the Canadians signed Carey Price to like four point two five for twelve years forever, and they were just sitting on that? I, I got to imagine like certain agents have to be like, nah, nah. you don't need security <laughs> that bad. Carey, Carey. <laughs> well, JVR's got to be one of those guys who's like, all right, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Pay up, kids. Yeah, one more deal. That's been underpaid for like three years at least. He's going to be great this year Four because years. this is the opportunity now, right? This is his his opportunity. He's gonna, but not only that because he has been great. Can we please get playoff JVR all year? That would be fantastic. Oh, I hope they hang on to him and he just walks away at the end of it and gets paid obnoxious amounts of money by another team. That's but I hope we get playoff JVR all year. I'm I'm happy with great. that. If we get nothing for him, fine, fine. Ah, I don't unless, hate it. unless something really smart comes up. Yeah, but but if, if <laughs> I, it has, I don't know what the Leafs are doing. I don't. Well, and then okay, so let's talk about it. Connor Brown. We now have they're one contract away from the from the edge. They're at forty nine, I believe, and he would mm-hmm. be fifty. They have a player on summer LTIR. Yes, and they can then go up ten percent above that. Why has this deal not happened yet? I don't know. I I get the impression it's not a tremendous rush. Um, it wasn't a huge story coming out of Smash Fest. 
I think a couple people asked him, but he wasn't really into talking about it. Of course not. He's palling it up with Zach Hyman, Dominic Moore, Connor Carrick. Seemed to be having a good time, didn't seem to be preoccupied. I, I guess he's just not in a terrible rush. Maybe they have some kind of agreement where it's like, hey, we might do some finagling. Um, just trust that we'll sign you. Lou said he's going to be there in October. What are the Leafs going to do? Get rid of Connor Brown for nothing? No. Let him let him walk? What if somebody it's- offer sheets him? And what if Santa Claus takes over for the Easter Bunny? <laughs> Imagine Santa Claus really, drops his pants am, and lays a chocolate egg. I am blown Imagine away that. that nobody has come in That's and offer sheeted him. the same likelihood. How has nobody offer sheeted him? It's a 20 goal score. Does no one offer sheets anybody? First of all, you want to offer sheet Lou Lamorello? I don't know, man. I just You want to see what Hellfire <laughs> and Brimstone looks like? Offer him $5 million. You go right ahead. You go right in. No one's going to do that. No one's going to do that. Also, if somebody offers Connor Brown $5 million, you let them have him, you take Yeah, because you, you take the compensation, right? <laughs> yeah. So you've I, got the room, and you've got what the players that need to play. What if they offered him $10 million? $10 million bucks. I hope so. Their first, four, their first, what is it, first overall pick for the next, or the first round picks for the yeah, next can four you, years? Can you look up compensation? I think uh, Dello, who, uh, I, that should be a new goal on the podcast. Every time we bring up Dello. Uh, he basically wrote like, uh, like the compensation is insane. So, and like if you're gonna offer sheet someone who's actually worth it, you're gonna overpay every time, and usually that overpayment is gonna take you into extra pick territory where you're gonna have to give up four first or something. Yeah. Like, that. like do you have it? Over nine point eight is four first round picks. 7.8 to 9.8 is two firsts, a second, and a third. Still four picks. 5.8 to 7.8 is a first, second, and third. 3.9 to 5.8 is a first and a third. And then 1.9. That's actually not bad. For Connor Brown? A first maybe. round pick for Connor Brown? It's, you'd be lucky to get a first rounder who can score 20 goals. That's my and, point. And then plus a third. So a first and a third. What salary range is Connor Brown in? Like three point. Well, looking at that, looking at that, you might as well offer like the max for that range. So just go up to five point eight. But how bad do you need a winger? Yeah. How bad do you need a second line winger? The one point nine to three point nine range is a second round pick. To me, that's worth it. But what team doesn't match? Of course, it's worth it. But yeah, the Leafs are gonna match that. So all you've done is pissed off the Leafs. Now. The difference, I suppose, is maybe the Leafs were about to sign Connor Brown to, say, 3, 3.1, and now all of a sudden you've screwed them for an extra 800 grand. You know, so I suppose, I don't know. I It makes sense. I understand the tactical use of it. It's just, no, they've, they don't use them. Why are they going to start? They're not going to start. I hope someone gets desperate one day and just... Because, like, Leon Dreisaitl's not resigned. I think it'll take one. It'll take one. One person to be a dick, and then every other D- GM is going to be like, well, I guess it's okay now. And they're, and they're <laughs> they are a bunch it. of, like, it is like a, a trend league, right? They follow. Yeah, if no one's making a big deal about Dreisaitl, I don't see why we should make a big deal about Connor Brown. <laughs> exactly! But I would. Well, I would offer sheet Dreisaitl, though. I would. I would have offered sheet McDavid, and I think they know that. I think... I think if there was anybody that was going to get it, it would have been Connor McDavid. Had also, he... just no one's complaining that he's not signed. They're just like, all right, it's the offseason. Let's take our time. 
So we shouldn't really complain about Connor Brown not being signed because Drysdale is a little more important. No yeah, I'm not going to complain about. It. I guess. I guess it's one of those. It's one of those weapons that. Yeah, you could use it like the Flames could screw over the Oilers, mm-hmm. no problem. There's nothing stopping the Oilers from just turning around and doing the exact same thing. Hey, you got an RFA and just offer sheeting all of them. <laughs> like, okay, you'll get all, all their picks, but whatever happened to you know? Oilers made it two rounds deep, almost three. You know they don't they don't want to be losing guys. Calgary, I think, thinks they have a pretty good team. Um, I think they do have a court, pretty good team. I think they do have a pretty good team. You know, they don't want to be losing guys. Battle of Alberta this year is going to be a blast. If anything, you should offer sheet good players on bad teams. <laughs> yeah. You should offer sheet someone from the Fs. <laughs> yeah, if Duchesne was up. <laughs> I mean, or like McKinnon or something like that. That's the only way that makes sense. And they might go, oh, all right, give us the picks, you bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving up. Yeah, I just <laughs> the I next can't four years are going to be bad. I just, I don't know. It's not going to happen. I think Brown's happy to be a Leaf. I think the Leafs are happy he's a Leaf, and that's that's the long and short of it. Okay. All right. All right. I just think it's funny that that deal has not... That means they must be working on something else, which I'm sure they always are. Maybe. Well, funny you should say that, Adam. Did you uh, get the same tweet that I did this morning? No, I didn't. This was from... Actually, I have the... I have the uh Is it a Tyler Bozak open. Pokemon card? Because I got that. No, it is not, but I retweeted that. Um... At ChewyD23 sent a depth chart mm-hmm. for the Leafs, Marlies, and Solar Bears. Yes, nice. saw that. I did see that. Um, so here's the depth chart on, uh, let's just say the wings first, because some guys are either or. Okay, so going down the left, arbitrarily the left. Leo Komarov, Patrick Marlowe, James Van Riemsdyk, Matt Martin, Josh Levo. <gasps> Those are the Leafs. Carl Grundstrom, Andreas Janssen, Trevor Moore, Kirby Reichel, Dmitro Timoshev, Tobias Lindbergh, Rich Kloon, Miro Altonen, <gasps> ECHL, Jean Dupuy, I think, and Josh Winquist. On the right side, William Nylander, Zach Hyman, Mitch Marner, Connor Brown, Eric Fair, and then in the quote-unquote Marlies, Kasperi Kapanen, Nikita Soshnikov, Soshnikov's second line of the Marlies, by the way, Max Novak, Jeremy Bracco. People don't know who's Max Novak. Oh, I have no idea. I think, okay, so there's guys that are in different colors, and I think they're signed to, ah, yes, they AHL are. only. They're signed to AHL contracts. Max Novak is AHL only. Jeremy Bracco is an NHL contract. JJ Pichinich is AHL only. Christian Pospisil, uh, and then ECHL, Chris Crane and Joe Perry. Center! Nazem Kadri, Austin Matthews, Tyler Bozak, Dominic Moore, Ben Smith, Colin Greening, Chris Mueller, Adam Brooks, Freddie Gauthier, and apparently they got a guy named Austin Block on D. Um, Jake Gardner, Morgan Riley, Travis Dermott, Martin Marinson. That's on the left side. Yep. Andrew Nielsen, Renat Valiev, Callie Rosen, Andreas Borgman, Matthias Cleland uh, on the right. Nikita Zaitsev, Ron Hazy, Connor, Connor Carrick, Alexei Marchenko, Justin Hall, Vincent Loverdi, uh, Michael Paliota. And Alex Goodbranson. Uh, and then Annette. Uh, you know them all. Who cares? The Leafs got some guys, man. They got some guys. Every AHL signing I see, because they've made quite a few this offseason, I'm like, where are you going to play? <laughs> just give them a purple jersey. Like, like yeah, right away. Going, just, you're on the you're going Bears. to Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, until guys get hurt. I mean, if you're a center, you got a shot. Mm-hmm. 
But like, again, just looking down the wing, that's insane. That's insane. So behind the first four on the left, for example, Carl Grundstrom, Andreas Johnson, Trevor Moore, Kirby Reichel. So that means you're sitting Dimitro Timoshev, Tobias Lindbergh, and Miro Altonen. Yeah. Unless you have Altonen in the middle, which it sounds like they're going to do. Well, if you've got, look at look at the right side for uh, for the Leafs up top. Okay, so you've got Nylander, Hyman, Marner, and Brown. If you play all those guys on the right side, one of those names has to be the fourth line guy. Yeah. There's a like, couple things crazy. here that I, I'm not certain are correct. Like, I'm Hyman spent almost all of last year on the left, I think. Yeah. But with Patrick Marlowe on the team. Yeah, I think Hyman's a natural right as well. Uh, yeah, fair you could put on the right or in the middle. So let's say you have him as your spare, which I think is much more likely than... Yeah, still, how do you get Kapanen in the lineup? Levo's never going to play ever again. Sashnikov. <laughs> like, Sashnikov's gone. I, I, like, I've never been so certain. He's got to be gone. He's got to be. Like, if I'm him, I'm asking for a trade. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's very, very interesting. And it's I, funny, because they'll probably go into the camp with this roster. And they'll probably be like, know. yeah, we're comfortable with it. <laughs> we don't care. I don't remember who it was who tweeted it again. That should be a statement that I just tattoo on my forehead. But um, someone went, how are they going to go into camp with this many players? And someone responded, I don't know, probably the same way that they did last year. <laughs> yeah, they've done it. They've, they've done it. They've done it. I, I get the impression um, you'll see a few trades or a trade or two um, in – in that kind of dead zone where you don't expect to see trades. Like now, in Miro, November. We know Miro Alton can play center. Yeah. And Freddie Goche is out for six months. So he'll, he'll probably he, he won't play till November, they're saying. Me. Even if he does, he probably won't be at his best, right? So like Miro Alton is 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 on like the bottom of this of this particular chart because we just don't know what he is. But yeah, I, you know, I'm not gonna pick on on the guy who made this. No, I for uh, not at all. For not at where all. he placed guys. Yeah, as but if, I mean, as like, if Leo Komarov is higher than JVR. But my thing is, you know? okay, so he is listed as currently seventh in the depth chart on the left side for for left winger Miro Altonen in this particular thing. Do you really think that Miro Altonen or Tobias Lindbergh or Dimitro Timoshev or Kirby Reichel Andreas Johnson, Carl Grundstrom, any of those guys are ECHL players? No. No. No, oh, so they'll just be scratches or... Well, that doesn't make sense either. you yeah. got to play them. Yeah. They have to play. So what are you going to do? I know. Well, even these guys, they have signed AHL deals. Like, the Marlies play those guys. Like yeah. Like a Pichinich or a Kloon, even. Like, Kloon should be on the team. I'm certainly not going to say he shouldn't be, but... Shouldn't guys with an NHL contract get precedent? If they earn it. Uh, if the, Right. Right. <laughs> That's how it is. Now, some of you might argue, well, of course they're better than Clune. Well, okay. You're not Sheldon Keefe. Right. <laughs> you got to explain that to him, right? Yeah. So the depth chart is actually even harder <laughs> than that. Yeah. I like this depth chart that he made because it's usually... People usually only make it with the uh, NHL roster. No, it's got the whole thing. No, like... Before Justin Hall had his NHL deal, he was one of the AHL guys taking up a, a roster spot for someone who was under a. I like desperately want to show this to Lou Lamorello and just be like, Lou, tell us. Yeah. Tell us. And he'd probably look at it and go, uh, those are names that are currently signed to this team. Like, that's all he'd say. My new favorite thing is Lou Lamorello interacting with Kevin McGran. Um, because McGran always asks him, asks him actual uh, roster questions. 
And Lou just kind of smiles at me. He goes, well, you got to try, right? <laughs> Grant's like, yeah, I got to try. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Why yeah. did you ask me? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Robin Lanner uh, re-signed in Buffalo. It's the Jonathan Bernier show me deal. $4.1 million for one year. You know what? Isn't that exactly what Bernier... Oh, no, he got two years. Oh, no, no, he did get two. He got two. You're right. Same amount of money. Um, but I, I got to tell you, man, like he... And, and Buffalo fans are right to point this out. He did have strong numbers on a bad he did. team. Totally. Totally. I just, I don't know. This I, is it, though. I think this is his show me year. I think he'll come through as well. I think he's Buffalo's. He's only 26. Yeah. Yeah. But for goaltenders, apparently that's somewhere in the, that's where they should be at their prime, right? Mm, no. Depends they, on what model. a little later. Do they? I okay. think, I want to say, uh, yeah, I'd say he's about to enter his prime. Yeah. He's one of those strange goalies, a little bit like Brian Elliott, not in terms of style at all. But you go, you know, would you take Brian Elliott for the season as your goalie? Yeah, okay, sure. Would you take Brian Elliott, uh, you know, in the playoffs so you can win a cup? No, no. Mm-hmm. Would you take Robin Leonard for a full season? And do you think you can make the playoffs with him? Yeah, sure. You want to take Robin Leonard in the playoffs? No. I'm, I'm just not into it. I just... He worries me. He's one of those goalies who... He seems to have the consistency there, and then when he falls off a cliff, boy, it's something to behold. A little bit like the Flyers goaltending last year. I still think Brian Elliott's a pretty good comparable. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he is unbelievable, and on the days where he doesn't have it figured out, Jake Allen, first half of last year, and then he figured it out. And and drove the Blues further in the playoffs than they ever thought they'd get Especially after unloading Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he actually held it together. He was the reason they beat the Wild. They should have lost that series. Uh, man, this this past playoffs was so strange, eh? It was. It was so strange. Crazy weird. Some real contenders gone first round. Columbus and Minnesota. Right Columbus off the bat. should have been in there. Chicago should have been in there. Um, Minnesota should have been in there. And then there was another one in the East. Oh, Capitals after two. How did they lose to the Penguins? What? Ah! The, the Capitals will go further this year than they did last year. Or at least they'll go as far. That is... Because the pressure will be off. I have been kind of thinking the same thing. They've still got Grubauer. Further. I don't know about further. But, but they have Holpe and Grubauer. I think they'll be about as good. Yeah. Won't win the President's Trophy, but they'll make the playoffs and they'll be fine. Will Ovechkin make it out of the second round at any point in his career? <laughs> Man, I've never I done it. <laughs> He's uh, never won a second round series. That's crazy. Is this the year? Neither is Braden Holtby. Neither is Nicholas Backstrom. Okay. No, I, I know, but every, everyone is always like, oh, Vetchkin. And I'm like, yeah. One anchor to the team. And boy, what an anchor. Uh-huh. He's sure dragging them down. Um, what a bum. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it'll happen once, but I think it'll be when he's older. You think so? I, I think it'll be one of those like when he's turned over the we're keys. We're pushing for him. We're pushing for Ovechkin to make this. He's going to be the great. We're doing it for old man Ovi, and I, I hope that that happens because I love stories like that. I I what what pisses me off about the way legacies are are, are kind of tracked is that people base so much on how many championships you won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Team but stats. yeah, but wait, wait, if Wayne Gretzky had never won a cup, he would still be the best. 
if you know if Bobby Orr had never won a cup, he would still be fucking Bobby Orr, mm. right? Messier but he had, had Esposito and Sanderson and all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Gretzky had Messier and Curry and Coffee and Fuhrer and all those Anderson and all those guys that were these, um, around him that were just as amazing. These articles have just to as be amazing. out there. I want to see an article where someone went, Messier did it in New York. How come Gretzky couldn't do it in L.A.? I want to see it. Someone must have written it. Messier had a better team in New York. So what? Oh, don't... Listen. Reasons have nothing to do with it, Adam. (laughs) I just want to see that someone wrote it. I'm almost positive they did. Oh, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened. Just just those ridiculous comparables that you can't prove and literally have no basis in anything. So Let's write an article about it. Here's a ridiculous comparable, comparable that has no basis in anything. If you took... Ovechkin, you put him on the Penguins and you put Crosby on the Capitals for their entire <laughs> careers. Does Ovechkin have a cup? Can you imagine? Well, they have Ovechkin Malkin. and Malkin on exactly. the Exactly. They would have never played on the same line, though. No. Why, why not? Jordan Stahl might still be a Penguin then. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of the makeup of the teams, right? I still, th- I don't know. It, your center, they never make the can just do trade. more for you. They don't need to. No, they don't need to. But they, they like both, an, both teams look completely different. So it's like it's. I'm trying to go way back because there's no yeah, backstrom. There's probably back. no backstrom on the on the Caps too. Then because that's well, it's Nubal. funny. The Penguins started to really get good a season after getting Crosby when mm-hmm. they got Malkin. Yeah, and the Capitals started to get really good a season after having Ovechkin, and they got Backstrom. When was right. the first year they two. won the President's Trophy? Because they've won it like three times. I want to say 2006. Seven or eight. See, that's a really... Uh, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Well, so the Capitals would have a one-two of Crosby, Backstrom. <laughs> if they got Backstrom. <laughs> if they got him. Did I say the Penguins or Capitals? Capitals would have a one-two yeah. of Crosby or Backstrom. That'd be pretty good. That'd do a Penguins well, would Crosby have... Crosby Malkin's pretty good, too. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I'm saying. It would be Malkin and Stahl yeah. with Ovechkin... Mm-hmm. <laughs> All things being equal, still... and potentially Kessel. I mean, if we're if we're just trading what those if, two and everything we just... else went the same, yeah. What if we just took 2017 rosters and it was flipped? And it was just flipped one for one. And you just got to fill in your extra center and extra one. Pretty, pretty even. Pretty even. Who takes the series? Game no, round two. It's it's Crosby. Cros- oh, the Capitals win the cup in three. Like they don't even make them. You think they, they just? No. Oh my God! Yes. Well, With Crosby, no Ovechkin. So, Ovechkin and Malkin, like Crosby. Remember that yeah. Crosby's going up against Malkin, who's not. I guess you know, Steve. You are correct. He's not one of the top hundred players of all time. Yeah. So you know, probably doesn't even deserve to be in this, this conversation. Benino. Ah. And think of the goaltending matchups. This you got is a really I like this. Flurry Murray. I like this. Flurry Murray versus Grubauer Holpe is a wash, right? No, uh, Penguins win the goalie match. You think so? Yeah, they won it in real life. I think they win it again. Fair, but barely, man. That is a they, fair yeah, point. barely. That but is barely. They won it. So I don't even think I, Murray I played. It, it was it was Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, because Murray didn't come back to the little. Caps defense was really disappointing too. It was. It yeah. looked yeah. bad against the Leafs. Yeah. 
I don't think Crosby pull, wills them to that much of a Especially if the co- Now, do. if you look I at do, it... man. He's unreal. <laughs> I think Steve was right going into the final or in the playoffs when he talked about the pressure on the Capitals. And that's why I think they'll do really well this year. Is now the spotlight's off them. We nailed it, though, heading into the Leafs cap series. Forget, forget the whole playoffs. Like, just that one series. One team shouldn't have even been there. And the other team had to win the cup. <laughs> or and it like, was a failure. Like, you know, you talk about the psyche of the team. What did management and ownership do to help any of that? They made it way worse. We have to win this year. They basically told fans, we have to win this year. We're fucked. Like, and then they were. Your impression of Caps them. management is quite funny. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some weird Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did they bring him in? <laughs> <laughs> we must go for it. Shot the cock. <laughs> Who's the GM again? It's, um, I always think it's McPhee. McClellan. McClellan. So McClellan, McClellan, McPhee, and the owner pulled over, over the room. This year. Fucking this year. <laughs> Get it this year. The trade for Shattenkirk, you son of a bitch. They, they do the bicep handshake. Uh, I take penguins still. Man, penguins I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Penguins were so injured. So if we're going on those rosters, like there's no Latang. Are we, are we going on based on injuries as well? I mean, we've made up this much. Crosby, sure. Crosby, <laughs> Crosby going up against like Hainsey and, and like who else? Daily, they won though. They won. You're right, <laughs> but I feel they like shouldn't it, have. But they did. And the, the thing is, is it comes down. To, I think position centerman. Yeah, that's true. Having the stronger centerman always gives you that the advantage. Caps would have a. Th- a th- <laughs> their center depth would be Crosby, Backstrom, Kuznetsov. <laughs> I don't think they could win with that. I don't think you can no, win with that. No, no. no. Right. What if they go cold and can't score? You're and right. Because, okay, they wouldn't have Ovechkin, but they'd still have like Justin Williams, TJ Oshie. Uh, Tom Wilson would become a 40-goal scorer overnight. <laughs> yeah, well, he'd have to. <laughs> he would, yeah. He was great against the Leafs, man. He was awesome. Uh, Nate, Burakovsky. Nate Schmidt um, on defense, who was like a wow. Yeah. Like a revelation. A revelation. Yeah. And then they lost he he was one of those injury conundrums. You ever get an injury conundrum watching sports? So he got hurt, I want to say, in game six. And I was like, oh, but that's pretty good. Good for us. Because <laughs> like, he was, was wheels, like, man. He's got wheels. I know. I didn't want him to be hurt, but I was like, oh, that's pretty good news that he's hurt. And well, then they lost the and game, it was funny. Whatever. Seeing Caps fans tweet about how happy they were Carl Alsner, Alsner went down. Like, I'm like, that is a player on your team who has a physical injury, and you're happy with that? Yeah. That's never good. Like, I mean, I'm always... When someone gets down or uh, goes down, I, I get happy that someone behind them is getting an opportunity because I'm always excited for the unknown. But sure. Like, I'm not like, Roman Polak's leg snap. That was great. <laughs> he was playing Sick. really well. He was playing really well. Could have used him. Jet. That was the difference. I'm kind of By happy. the way, the Leafs are so going to resign him. It's not even... Oh, yeah. Like the that's kids! that's why they're that's why they're not that's why they haven't resigned Connor Brown because they need to make room for Roman Polak first. No, <laughs> once you his knee heals up. Imagine. What if they're they're waiting on uh, Joffrey Loop? He's they just need to wait it out. Oh. He's gonna come back to the team. Bring back Loop's troops. Yeah, which is now Leafs troops. Oh, is it Leafs troops? Well, yeah. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, we we need a we need a neat rhyming name Leafs thing, like like. We should have like a mom's night. Dominic Moore could sponsor Dom's Moms. I like that. There you go. And maybe you can stay overnight at the Delta Chelsea 
and be Brown Town. Come on, uh, <laughs> come on, um, Connor Brown Town. There's racial undertones to that. People take that the wrong way. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, fine. He yeah. might. I, I'm going to stick with Dom's mom. Dom's mom's. All right, I like that. I yeah. like that. What could Ron Hainsey have? A night where uh, prisoners get to leave their cell for a night. And and watch it and enjoy a Leafs game and you can. Why have Ron, would they do that? You can have Ron's no, cons. This is good. You can have Ron's cons. Ron's yeah. cons. <laughs> <laughs> On good behavior, they're just gonna give tickets to Absolutely. a bunch of convicts and not kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Not not kill, not children. We're gonna give it to convicts. Yeah. <laughs> How about you know? Just- yeah, I, I can't imagine the board being. We could give two hundred tickets to underprivileged children, or there's these convicts. <laughs> But Ron's cons really work, so I think mm. we'll go with that. <laughs> I gotta look at this depth chart. Look at some names here. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I think yeah, I think we could add that. Maybe no. there's a bunch. <laughs> maybe there's a bunch of math whizzes who, no. who like they're really good at school, like really good at math. So their reward is they get Leafs tickets. I can't do it. They could be Patrick's stat picks. What? I was say Matthews. They're good at math. Oh. How could you not use Matthews? I yeah, wanted to give Marlo something. Oh, uh, what would you call them? Austin's Matthews. <laughs> Austin's Matthews. Oh, I love that. We found it. Wow. Austin's Matthews. <laughs> Future analytics team for the Leafs. You guys know Patrick's stat picks is, <laughs> is a person. I think we, I think maybe, we should have went with that one. Maybe if you want to get married at the ACC, you can Marlope to the a- ACC to get married at Center Rice. That's, that's, that's Marlope. No, no, no. That's, I mean, it's something. That's a little too good. Uh, Marlope. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more. <laughs> it's, so, it's not working. The, uh, I, I just can't. Patrick hey. Stat. <laughs> Patrick the guy with, Stat. The, the most guy. popular guy on the team is math in his name. <laughs> How did you miss that? <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a Matthews joke there. Listen, no. I, just, I think the Leafs need to do more to recognize the, the blue collar people of, okay, of our right. fan base. Yeah, who put on their hard hats and their yeah, boots. and they. I, well, I, I need to see a night dedicated to Marner's Farmers. <laughs> It doesn't even rhyme. Really. Does it? No. <laughs> I want it. No, I, I want it. I'm so ashamed. It's embarrassing. Pat, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by this whole. <laughs> it's not. Like, I am so confused. Please, someone make a, a, a hockey card that says Patrick Stat picks on it. <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. How did I miss Austin? And it's Matthews. Matthews was good. That was really good. I, I, you did redeem yourself. I'll give you that. Austin's Matthews. But there's a guy with math in his name. I, I'm stupid, Jesse. What can I say? <sighs> How about a uh, <laughs> couple more things? A couple more things before we get to the press conference. The first one is somebody sent me audio because I, I made a joke about the, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, by the way, have you heard this story about the Montreal Canadiens charging more money for tickets if you want to print them? Oh, uh, I saw a tweet about it. Yeah, it's like 150 bucks if you want to print out your tickets. Season tickets? Uh, yes. Well, Which, yeah. Season ticket holders, like you should treat them like gold, though. 
It doesn't cost $150 per person to print out tickets. That's absurd. Yeah, right? The Canadians have yeah, afforded... Have you ever been to a printing place with a lot of ink and a lot of paper? Yeah. It's pretty expensive. All right, so here it is. 150 bucks. The Canadians like have... 80. <laughs> <laughs> and then you upcharge them because you're doing it yourself. Anybody... Okay. I mean, they're rich. Guys, um, right? guys. Okay. It's a hundred. It's you work it into the, the as long the as price. you don't charge Austin's no. Matthews. Let me let me just tell you what what this is in case you haven't heard this story. So the Canadians have informed fans by email that tickets for the 2017-2018 season will be available in mobile format only. Season ticket holders will receive the tickets electronically on their smartphones, which can then be scanned at the Bell Center. Those who want printed tickets can obtain them for the cost of one hundred and fifty dollars plus taxes. Per seat. So a Canadian fan with two season tickets will have to pay $344.92 just to get printed tickets. Season ticket holders will also pay an administration fee of $100 plus taxes. Two sets of printed tickets plus administration fee For will cost $477.14 uh, plus the cost of the two seats. In a letter to season ticket holders, Canadians management uh, cite security, ease of use, environmental sustainability as reasons for the change. Some fans are calling this a new cash grab. Now, I mean, I understand. I understand that to a point. You know, you don't want to you don't want to print the tickets out. It's costly. It's uh, bad for the environment, whatever. However, if you are buying season tickets, Part of the reason you buy it is to actually have those season ticket tickets. Yes, they you are know, beautiful. Do you bought the tickets to go to the game? Go to the game. I know, I, but I personally like the keepsake. But I don't know. Maybe Steve I'm in the minority. Keeps there. every ticket he's ever had, right? So like, not every uh, a lot of them. Keep the ticket from that Jays game. No, <laughs> <laughs> that you guys went to. What are they lot? What did they lose? Twelve one. Fourteen. That, I think yeah. that's no, the left at twelve one. That's only the, <laughs> the ninth time this month or something that they've lost by double digits. Yeah, like, I think the Jays lose by double digits like three times this season, and they're still talking <laughs> about not rebuilding. I. Uh, it's pathetic. Like I. <laughs> I ran into. I miss Anthopolis. I ran into oh. a sports uh, a sports reporter on the Sportsnet staff, and mm. I won't say who. And Jeff Merrick. and uh, and I said, "How you doing?" And he's like, "Well, watching a lot of bad baseball right now." And I said, "I said they can't be serious about continuing on with this uh, with this roster the way it is." And he said, "Well, the reckoning." He said, "The last two years were fun, but you knew the reckoning was coming." Mm-hmm. So this is the reckoning. He said, I didn't "The problem think it was is happening already." Oh yeah, they knew. Dude, they knew. We that, we had a window. That that was the window. No, 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 no. I know they had a window, but like, yeah. like they should be like competent. Like they're, they're shit. But but. We knew Batista was getting old. Steve Pierce is old last year. Yeah, and Morales and Pierce were not. You're not going to. They're not going to cover for what Edwin and Edwin's yeah. been okay. Yeah, uh, smoke. Smoke's been good. Finally, yeah, pitching but, went away. But that's the thing is that bad. it's it's a um, pitching did go away, and they can only hit home runs. Yeah. Donaldson. Yeah, last year was all about home runs, and then, like you said, the pitching went away, and then Donaldson was injured for the first two months. Tulo's doing and then dick. Tulo was out. <laughs> well, for Tulo's a few done. Weeks. And yeah. Russell Martin's old, and, and Tulo and Martin having a think, bit of a bounce back. I think right? Tulo and Martin are, are like combined for forty million dollars between the two of them. It's crazy. Shit. Uh, oh. I don't mind Martin uh, pitch calling. He just sucks at batting most of the time, and it, and it's too bad. Uh, it's like the Tulo thing. Like, oh, I, he's great in the and field. And Devin Travis can't stay healthy. He's no, that poor guy. So Jeez. yeah, he's been out for like three months, eh? Yeah, for the last three years. <laughs> it's so, it's crazy. The yeah. fact that they think that they're not <laughs> going to the rebuild three years. <laughs> I would I would advocate trading pretty well anybody on that roster, with the exception of Aaron Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Like it's and Osuna. and Osuna. Although they're saying that that might be one of the names that goes. But like Don, I listen. I love Josh Donaldson. Mm. 
But does it make sense for us to re-sign Josh, 32-year-old Josh Donaldson? No. 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 It doesn't. Uh, I, I've said things along the lines of, you know, I just can't picture Batista in another uniform. Like, he is the Blue Jays. I can now. I can now. They were winning when I said that. <laughs> so, now that's also, for shit and really need to rebuild. Yeah. Matt Sundin. Like, it happens. It's yeah. It does happen. And he was a pirate. <laughs> he was a pirate first. Not a Jay. Matt Sundin was a Nordique. Exactly. So it happens. Yeah. I, seeing Sundin in a Nordique's jersey doesn't bother me. The Vancouver thing bugs me. Vancouver bothers me. It wouldn't yeah. have bothered me had the flyer trade gone through because we would have had Jeff Carter plus a first round pick. Uh, which we totally would have fucked up, up by, yeah. by the way. Uh, Montreal. Montreal. So, I think it's, I mean, it's a cash grab, but you do, I understand wanting to push fans towards, you know, more environmentally friendly options. Like, you don't need the paper ticket. No, you don't. You don't. You haven't needed them for a long time. If it's only like a $5 fee, people are still going to get them printed anyway. So, you got to make it ludicrous. (laughs) Or maybe just- $150. Well, here's the thing. Don't offer it. Well, you have to, probably. You probably have to legally... Well, what if I don't use a phone? What if my phone's dead? Well, if you have a computer, which you would need to sign up for season tickets, then you have a printer that can print out the one-sheeter, like the typical ticket that we would get. I was about to say, Adam, don't you have parents, but they're actually pretty... My mom doesn't have a printer, but you, people, you think you could figure it no, out. I Some think, people have a certain vintage. Is that, fairly the, is that the Canadian's problem, though? I think they're doing computers. it the perfect way. You you want to transition to all digital, and then if somebody wants to stick in that old world, you charge them a whole bunch, and that's it. And then if they want to do it, they'll pay. Right. You know what? If the Montreal Canadiens were winning and hadn't trade, traded P.K. Subban and had done really well in the playoffs last year, this would be like, wow, Montreal, green hockey team, love that. I still, it's, People are just mad at them in general, I, I think. I still always have to correct myself and go, they won the division. <laughs> yeah, they did. They There's won another a week. team. Talk about teams that could have gone further. They won the division. How the, Ottawa was one game. They were the hottest team yeah. in the East. or yeah. They were either the hottest or the second hottest team in the East. Heading into the playoffs. And they fired Against one of the coldest, the Rangers. Yep. And they lost. And then how often does the best team win the Stanley Cup? I think it's pretty rare. Um, and uh, let's be honest, Ottawa was real close. Mm-hmm. Real close. You know, we haven't really given the Sens their credit, but like someone posted a depth chart of the team because it's basically set. Up front, that's a good team. They got a good team. Yeah. Back end, you got some question marks, but at the same time, Carlson plays half an hour. So yeah, and Oduya will be. I think he gives fine. you a little less than Mathot gave you, but not enough that it, that the five million dollars that Mathot was getting paid would have been worth it. They're about the same team. Yeah, I love playing this game. Who's your way too early Stanley Cup final prediction? Oh man! Oh boy! Our July. What, yeah. is, what is today? We should July make one 25th. every month <laughs> and keep track. Yeah, we should make one every single month. But what is our pick then? Well, like, just, it'll just be hilarious to see how it, you're just tracking our pick. I know. Our pick is the one we've picked the most. If we pick one mm. a couple of times. Well, because like, if okay, if I say a team today What's your and they win of it, your pick? Yeah. <laughs> if I say a team today and they win it, I'm going to be like, ah, see, I called it. But then in September, I pick a different team. They're going to be like, no, no. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's just do it. It'll okay. be funny. Um, Nobody believes if, if somebody says no, this but, team will win the cup. If if I tweeted that right now and I'm right next year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. No, I got you don't lucky. Really know that? No. Wait, I'm gonna bring up my team. I just want to make sure I'm picking the right um, team. Who do you just, guys at think? this moment on 
July 25th, who do you think is going to win the cup? That's the question. I, I think for the first time, I want I want Jesse Blake to answer first. Oh, yeah, and he gets up to change the battery. That's a veteran move. That's a veteran move he just did. I forgot how crafty Jesse Blake is. Um, I got a team, and it's a little bit hypocritical given some of the things I've said about them in the past. Eh, maybe. Well, okay. Here's the, here's the thing to remember, and I've had this conversation with many Leafs fans. They go, yeah, what about the defense? So I'm like, every single team in this league has a weakness. Every single team in this league has a weakness. So is the Leafs' right side as strong as you would like it to be on defense? No. No. So that's their, not horrifying, though. No, and that's their weakness, but their goaltending is good. And their uh, forwards are ridiculous. Their four lines are ridiculous, each line. They're fine. Ah, the fourth line's pretty meh. Whatever. Who cares? It's a fourth line. It's not going to make or break your team. Penguins' weakness was everything (laughs) outside of, like, Crosby and Malkin because everybody got hurt. Mm -hmm. That was the crazy thing about the Caps losing is they didn't really have one. It didn't look like it anyway. But anyway, 28 teams out of 30, and now 29 teams out of 31, uh have some kind of major weakness. So I'm not worried about the Leafs not being that great on the right side. Here's my pick. I'm not happy about this pick. I know who I got. I just, I look at them and I go, eh, that's pretty good. And, ah, screw it, I'll just say it. The Anaheim Ducks. I picked them last year, I'm pretty sure. And the year before. (laughs) Made it to the third round. They always seem to... Make it there, do decently. They're they a do. miserable, shitty team to play against. Not fun. Get slaps not too old. Perry's coming off a bad year. He'll probably be okay. Kessler's still got still you know, Ryan Kessler. Still got that fire in him. Lindholm's gonna be better. Hopefully Gibson's better. That's a bit of a question mark. Vattenen will probably be they better. They have such a strong defensive core. Fowler will probably be better. BX is going to be shit. Well, Fowler, I think, had the year of his life last year, though, didn't he? Uh, offensively. Okay. Defensively, he's kind of a nightmare. So here's here's Anaheim's defense. It looks like they only have six guys. Lindholm, Vatten, and Fowler. And then you got BX Holzer. That's pretty Ooh. bad. And then Josh Manson. Who's pretty good. Who's, uh, yeah, but, I mean, that's like their best right-handed defenseman. Uh, and then maybe there's someone I'm missing on their back end. Oh, Brandon Montour could bring in. They got a bunch of guys they could bring in. Like, they're a good team, and they're going to be a good team for a while because I think they just draft really well. I like the Ducks. I like the Ducks this year. Their goaltending is the biggest question mark for me. Jesse? Do you have an East team? No, one team. Only one, only, yeah, only one team can win the Cup. Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. I was doing my finals pick or whatever. No, no, no. Just um, one Cup. I had a winner and a West and East, but I guess I'll just go with my winner. Of the 2018 Stanley Cup, the Edmonton Oilers. Whoa! That's not a terrible pick. You have a team who went to the Western Conference Finals, who's bringing back, I think, everybody Mm -hmm. from their core, and you have a year-older McDavid. And a year-older Cam Talbot. And a year-older Cam Talbot. But I think he's, he's like, at his peak. I think he'll be, like, Mm break-even. They need to say, you know what's going to... Which is still pretty good. What's going to be a challenge for them is they're missing uh, Andre Sakara for, like, the first... Like little while of the season, as long as he's there in June. Hey man, McDavid can play fine. defense. I yeah. think they'll be fine. Be good in June. And you know, we talk about like the little parts. Well, not the little parts. The major factors actually that you need to win the Stanley Cup. 
Cam Talbot can win you a Stanley Cup, and Connor McDavid can win you a Stanley Cup. You know, if as long as you have a good supporting cast, which they did last playoffs, got a one-two punch of McDavid, Drysidel, Cassian's a demon. Lucic is overpaid, but he's still in there. You know, if Clefbaum stays healthy, if Sakara can get back to health, Darnell Nurse takes another step. There's all these other guys. Uh, Nuge had kind of a down year. Ugh. You're going to the West, though. That's interesting that you asked about the East. If your third line center is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you're you're in pretty good shape. Because you got to think Drysaddle's going to move to center. Now, you're both wrong. Um, and I'll tell you why. The Tampa Bay Lightning exists. I was about to say, maybe they I should have picked the least. Lightning. Maybe I should have picked the is Lightning. Is there a deeper team than the Tampa Bay Lightning? The, the whole uh, um, division lineup for the playoffs... Makes it so hard for a team in the Metro to win. That's that's why I can't believe the Penguins won. Like looking back, I can't believe the Penguins won. Um, it, you're you're hard up to even pick who's going to make the playoffs out of the Metro. Yep. Um, is the is the path for the Stanley Cup at least for the final ever going to be clearer for the Tampa Bay Lightning than right now? Yeah, now nah, may not be. I don't think it, it is. And like, I know we're picking a team that lost last year, but we know why they lost. Let's like I just want to throw their defense at you. Hedman, Strawman, Coburn, Girardi, Suster, Dotchin, and don't forget Sergachev. Who will make the team. Who will make the team. Yes. And then you've got on forward. Stamkos, healthy, hopefully. If they're healthy, I think they're unstoppable. Hel- uh, Stamkos, Callahan, Palat, oh, Johnson. Kucherov, Killorn, who you would think is going to have a better year. Uh, they signed Chris Kunitz as well. Nemestikov oh. has one more year before he's gone. And then you get into guys like JT Brown and Condra. Uh, Cedric Paquette had a good year last year. Uh, Braden Point looks like he's going to be pretty... Oh, like, you know what I mean? That's horrifying. Yeah, like that's a scary oh team. And then you've God. got Vasilevsky who... And, and Budai. I think Vasilevsky's the... He's the question mark there, but like if the answer is he's good, <laughs> they win the cup. All he has to be is good. League average. Be league average. Few teams have the... A lot of teams have a really good goalie and mm-hmm. one of a really good offense or a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Tampa's got a bit of a question mark in net, but he should be pretty good. And a rare combination of an elite forward group and an elite defense group. If they don't win the Stanley Cup next year, it's their fault. That or it's just hockey. <laughs> also, because, fuck them. <laughs> also, fuck them. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, though, as long as we're on the Lightning and we're talking about the East here, is it shocking if the Leafs make it to the finals to the dance? Is it yeah. shocking? Shocking. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I could see, I could see second, third round. I don't think it's shocking. I think it's surprising. Shocking would have been last year. That's shocking, right? That's shocking. No, shocking is like shocking. there's no fucking way and yeah. it happens, right? No, you're two years out of finishing in last place. That's shocking, if anything. The roster was so overturned. I'd be though. surprised. Like, I'd be surprised, not shocked. That put If that makes any sense. Well, I, just, I just look at the East and go, who's better? And the answer to who's better, there, there aren't many teams. And the teams that are better, I don't think it's that huge of a gap. Mm-hmm. I just I worry about I worry about Philly. I worry about Philly. I think I think Washington's going to go down a little bit. I think this might be your, it might be the year the Rangers fall off. Maybe. 
okay. Uh, and then what happens at- with Ottawa and Montreal and Carolina? I look at playoff series. Who's bad? Who's who, bad? Who are the Leafs in the East? Who are the Leafs clearly worse than? Like clearly. Okay, let me. Let me I go. I go. Tampa. Probably Pittsburgh. Yes. Because <laughs> they won the cup. Uh, definitely. Washington. I don't know if that's clear. I don't think. I don't think anymore. Philly. I don't think so. Carolina. No. Rangers. No. Islanders. No. Um. Montreal. No. I don't think so. Ottawa. No. Like all the teams, I'm saying, I'm not saying the Leafs are better than, but like they're at least even. Mm-hmm. Who else was in there? Uh, well, it's impossible to find the standings from last year at NHL.com, <laughs> which Florida? I'm trying to pull up here. Not scared. New Jersey. Here we go. Detroit. Boston. By conference. Okay. Buffalo. So, is Washington better than Toronto? I think it's even. Is, I think Toronto could beat them. Is Pittsburgh better Toronto than Toronto? Toronto almost beat them last year. Could, is Pittsburgh better than Toronto? We just yes. This. Yes. I'm just running through them all. Columbus. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot Columbus. Rangers. I don't think so. Montreal. I don't think so. Ottawa. Like, I mean, at least even. At least even. Boston. I think Toronto kills them in a series. Islanders. Toronto beats them. Tampa for sure. Philly. Tampa's better. Uh, Philly, that's an even series. Carolina. Leafs probably beat them, but it's more even than you think. Panthers. They beat them. Detroit, <laughs> Buffalo, New Jersey. <laughs> kill them, kill them. Yeah, New Jersey's getting better, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Buffalo's interesting. I just don't That's, know. I, I look like, at I'm, that conference and go, other than Detroit, who's bad? I just look at I just look at that and go, the Leafs are about maybe the third best team in the East, and that's all it takes. That's all it takes, man. Just get in, get in, and magic happens. Magic. It's, I'm just very excited to be a Leafs fan right now. Apparently, Detroit's still uh, trying to trying to shop Peter Morazic as well. Jimmy Howard. Well, will that be, makes sense. They're saying Jimmy Howard will be their starter uh, next year. And also, interestingly, what happened there? They are. Uh, I guess the goalie coach for the Montreal Canadiens has said the days of Carey Price starting 65 games a year are done. Uh, they want Al Montoya to start, or who do they have? It's Al Montoya, right? It's Al Montoya. They want him to do more than like whatever 19 and games Charlie he played last year. Lindgren. I mean, if. If you're going to ride him like crazy and then go into the playoffs like that too and then still depend on him to do everything, kind of makes it. Oilers should really go out and get a backup. Who's their backup, by the way? Is it still uh, Brassois? Like, they can't play it's Talbot 70-plus games and then the playoffs start. Brassois. That's not good but enough. But he's... Oh, no, he signed. Yeah, Brassois. That's not good enough. That's not... Unless he took a step... Which, mm-hmm. how on earth could he have? Mm-hmm. He didn't play. <laughs> they started last season with Jonas Gustafsson as their backup. Remember that? I barely do now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to forget it. I just want to forget it well, all. I think they do. Um, yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah, they, no? could do, they could have done better. Especially, I mean, is Bernier re-signed yet? Colorado. Yeah. Ah, shoot. See, that's a guy I would have I taken as a good backup in Edmonton. Maybe. He got two million bucks. Like you couldn't assign it like a like a McElhaney, you know? Mm-hmm. Why not? Someone who's not Braswell, like it, like at least let the kid play some games. Unless your plan is to let him play those games in the NHL next year, in which case, okay, fine, that's your choice. But you can't. I don't think you can play goalies seventy plus games 
and then depend on them in the playoffs. Like Martin Brodeur. Uh, I think that's that's, <laughs> that's done. done. Yeah. Watch them win anyway. Even if okay, and this is this is the this is what makes arguments difficult. Just because something worked once doesn't make it the right choice. Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to win cups the way the Bruins did. You know, being clearly outmatched and depending on your goalie. I'm t- look, the Bruins were still a good team. But then a lot of people were like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Didn't necessarily work. The Canucks and the Leafs, notably. Yeah. And you're supposed to win cups the way the Canucks were built, and it didn't work. It's just freaking hockey, man. This damn sport. This These past playoffs made me say this damn sport more than mm-hmm. any in recent memory. That's why the first two rounds are the greatest. They're just, a, yeah, it's like a demolition derby. Have you ever been to one of those where they just, they start out and there's like eight cars and they drive back and forth and whatever car is not smashed up the, the most at the end of it wins? It's like short track speed skating. Yeah, it's nuts. It's just crazy. Short track speed, the fastest skater does not matter. <laughs> no. It's just who's standing at the end of the race. They all freaking fall down. It's my favorite thing in the Olympics because I'm like, ah, who cares? <laughs> who's the favorite? Doesn't Toss matter. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I never know whether to put that before or after the actual noise. Yeah, why do we have a noise for that? Do you you need it? Like, we have the noise. (laughs) It's been produced. So I never know. I figured you would just take my audio out and then put the actual. Or you could make it easy and just not. (laughs) <laughs> Just not. Can't even with you. Aaron Simard said, Hi. Just Hi. wanted to say I love you, Adam. Okay, thanks. Well, what's up, Aaron? Thank you. So when you does go. that happen? That's it. Oh, uh, yes, fuck vomited. you. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the entire message. Well, thanks, I Aaron. It Appreciate it, nice. man. Yeah. Or, for, uh, is it a, well, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. So whoever no. you are, thank you. Um, is it A-A-Ron or this is, A-A-Ron? This is something I know nothing about, so I think you guys can debate this. Peeve the Sheev wrote on Reddit, <laughs> who would win in a fight, Star Wars or Marvel? Well, Star Wars. Mm, Lightsaber. No. Are you kidding me? Marvel. They have like superheroes though. Yeah. You just have, you have regular, Star Wars people are regular people. No, right? you get the force and you force no, choke the, the shit out of every one of no, them. No, in the, in the no, Star humans, Wars universe, right? the majority of people and fighters suck. The majority of them suck. But Jedi, what, what same with the Marvel And you got universe. a few really good ones. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who's There's in, like five, five, six guys. But what are their powers? Do you they, they jump and flip real good. They can force they choke from a distance, and they have a they have a sword that can cut through anything. But could Darth Vader's force overpower like Thor or the Hulk? Yes. I don't know about he that. He can lift a fucking starship. Yeah, but what about the Hulk? Do, you, don't have, you don't have Superman. No, because that's DC. Oh, you see, do not now you're Superman. getting shit I don't know. You Well, it's it's Iron Man, uh, My Hulk, nerd lines are very Thor. strange. Thor is a god, <laughs> so Thor is a god. Darth Vader is not better than God. <laughs> um, uh, you've got... Um, he couldn't even beat Ant-Man. Odin. Man. You've got no, you Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, you have Iron Man. You've got Black Widow and the guy with the bow and arrow, who's sort of boring. Iron Man is basically Star Wars. Yeah. No. Star Wars is a spiritual thing. That's a, that the force runs within you. Who's that guy? 
Iron Man is not Star oh, Wars. Get oh, out of here. Captain America. Yeah, he's on some roids, man. Do you have the X Men? You have all the X Men. Are they are they Marvel? Isn't that an X Men? No, I don't think. It's... Yeah, there's yeah, Wolverine. That's, that's... Wolverine's the first guy right oh, in front. Yeah, you have all the you have all the X Men. You bullshit. You can are, are the X Men can the X Men alone could beat Star Wars? Couldn't they? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Like we just this need a... we need like a we need a like um oh the Fantastic Four would be tough. We need like it's a too bad all their madness suck. bracket. Like, could Gambit beat like Obi Wan Kenobi? Like a March no Madness way. Bracket? Gambit would get owned by Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Okay. So Obi Wan makes yeah. makes it Second on. Round, yeah. But how about Iron Man? Iron Man's just a suit, man. You could. But it's a really good suit, and he's an old by our Brock standards. Man. The, the, the oh, Star Wars universe okay. is thousands of years ahead. Okay, of so he beats him. Does he beat Thor? Does who beat Thor? Obi Wan Kenobi. That'd be a tougher one because Thor has the hammer, and Thor. Is a god, <laughs> and that's tough yeah, to beat. So no, so, so he smushes that Thor old man. Wins that one. Okay, I think Thor isn't tough against Darth Vader. The Flash Does against Darth the Vader? Flash. Darth Maul. What is that? The dude with he's got the, 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 the double red, fade, red and black face with the spikes on his head, and he's got the double lightsaber. From yes, you know. One, you yes, know. he's just lying. You know him. If you <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't even give him that. He <laughs> knows exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. I know Darth Vader. You know Darth Maul. The, the dude who's the bad guy, and then who? There's another Darth. I had no idea. Maul. Yeah, there's tons of Darths. That's part of the whole Sidious. Sith thing. Darth Sidious. I had I no don't idea. Even know Star Wars well, and I know these names. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, okay, Magneto, like comic book Magneto, not not old one from the movies. What's his name again? Uh, I don't know. The actor. Oh, my I God, know. I'm so ashamed. Ian, Ian McClellan? Th- yes, Ian McClellan. Um, Magneto versus Qui-Gon Jinn. That'd be a, I think that'd oh, be a fair Magneto. matchup. Magneto, shut up! Dude, you haven't Come seen Qui-Gon Jinn fight. I've seen Qui-Gon Jinn fight. Okay, Qui-Gon Jinn Qui-Gon versus Jinn was Liam Neeson. trained by Yoda, man. <laughs> He's trained by Dooku and Yoda. Who's who's the toughest guy in Star Wars? Uh, I would think Darth Vader. Because okay. remember, the Darth Vader was like left at the side of a volcano, missing two legs and an arm, and they put him back together in that suit, right? Because he was Anakin Skywalker. Don't so, say it just like I know it. This I is, literally don't know it. Yeah, As everyone knows, <laughs> Luke Skywalker versus the Hulk. Luke Skywalker wins every time. Okay, so which one of those guys could be Darth Vader? Princess Leia you, versus and then you win. Versus Storm. Ooh, Storm's pretty freaking ridiculous, right? She's got the she's got the like she can bring in a storm. She can bury you in snow. She can bring in a storm. Storm <laughs> Storm beats Darth Vader. <laughs> But would he beat the baby deer saved by the golden retriever at the beach that might still die? No, is these, are these all... That's true. You know, they both might still die. What if one wins the fight but the other is mortally wounded? They might both still die. The superpowers... It's tough. I don't know. Oh, Leave that one for Reddit and I'll, I'll get a bunch of comments about how someone hates me because they disagree with me or whatever. So we're just talking one-on-one battles. What if it's four-on-four? Four? Oh, four-on-four would be so sick. You got, you got somehow the... The light and the dark. The one here's the one teamed thing. up. So we got Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, uh, Darth Sidious take on the Avengers. Who wins? Pretty. Fu- here's where I say the Avengers have the advantage in the sense that they can do more things. If you can combo them, like one on one, I think Jedi are stronger. But when you have like Marvel, the like Avengers, they each have their own strength that's different from everybody else, right? Whereas Jedi are all yeah. sort of the same. Uh, you guys, Marvel has Groot. 
I am Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Groot wins. You still haven't seen those movies. Really good. Really, really good. Steve. I saw Dunkirk. That was, was a good one. I, I went amazing. to the theater and it was good. You're supposed to see it in IMAX, though. I didn't see it in IMAX. I regret You're it. You're supposed to see it in 75 millimeter IMAX. Uh, 70. No. Don't, 70 get, don't get ahead of yourself, Jesse. <laughs> don't go crazy. Okay. Um, Quentin Tarantino over how's, here. <laughs> how's Game of Thrones, Steve? It's really good. There's uh, the Hound. He's all mad. How much do you hate yourself? Is this a, is this a question or are you just is this coming from up you or is, yeah. <laughs> from, from Blake Jesse from a Brendan lot. from Sobeys? How much do you kick yourself for the Marlowe signing if Tavares becomes a UFA? If Tavares becomes a UFA, like they'll move heaven and earth to get him. Like I don't think the Leafs can afford him. Either way, man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like if you've got if you've got Matthews, Nylander, and Marner. How even without Marlowe? How do you afford Tavares as well? And is that is that what you want? Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you want Matthews Tavares. Obviously. So let's say, sorry, what were we going to say? Jonathan? I was going to say, if you okay, say you needed how much is it going to take to sign Tavares? Let's say it's nine million. I think it'd be ten, I eleven. Think, okay, let's say ten. Ten. Make it a round number. If you take Marlowe's contract away and you take JVR's contract away. There is literally ten million dollars. Yeah, but no, just those two guys. Take Bozak, take Komarov, and take JVR away, which they're all up next summer. There's your money. But then also Matthews, Nylander, sure, Marner. Yeah. So okay, but only have... ne- but next summer the only one you have to resign is Nylander. Yeah, but the yes. extra six point two tomorrow couldn't you hurt. You can find six point two. Oh yeah, you can if make it work. Release, you can find six point two. I would trade Marlowe if if you needed to trade Marlowe. I if it you was can, to, no movement. If it was to yeah, but you can get him to waive that. If you can. I would be like, here, take Marlowe and my first round pick because I want Tavares. If you wanted him that badly. Right? Like, just unload it. I wouldn't quite do that, but there's like there's you can do it. Stuff you can do. I don't think I mean man, I would love to have Tavares on the Leafs. But I just don't see it happening. I've never seen it happening. I was just thinking how much would Matthews resigned? Tavares, Marner, and Nylander cost. Because I think Tavares, or um, I think Matthews is going to be 10 11. The number I just came up with in my head, optimistically, is 35 million. For those four guys. For four. Now, what a four! But it's four. 35 on those four guys seems about right. I think what may hurt you is your Zach Hyman deals, your Connor Brown deals. Your Nikita Zaitsev deals, those things that chip away. Yeah, your... I think we're getting caught up in detail. Yeah, but you need a team. I know. Like, I know. I know. Not really when you have Tavares and Matthews. Yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> who, who cares who else is playing? <laughs> what other team do you need? It's whenever whenever I had to do a fantasy draft in NHL 2001, late in the draft, I would get Patrick Shelberg and put him as my top line left winger. You know why? He had a hockey stick under his name, which meant he had a hard shot. Cross crease pass, bam! Patrick Shelberg, fifty-five goals. Rocket Richard winner every year. <laughs> Peter Forsberg setting him up every time. I don't think. I honestly don't think uh, Tavares is going to leave the island. Even though it's not the island anymore, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving. Sort I think of that he's... Carey Price thing, where like I don't think it made the most sense for him to resign there. But you know, the team who has enough money to sign you is most likely the team that already has you, right? And he's already built this thing. You're the captain of the team. You're the face of the franchise. You got all these obligations. 
Stamkos didn't do it. I wonder if that factors in. Mm-hmm. He's been hanging out with Crosby all summer. Tavares? Yeah. Well, in Nova Scotia anyway. Mm-hmm. Has been kidding. Marshawn didn't been leave. Idea. Weber did. <laughs> but that's it. And look at all that bullshit. I don't think he's going to leave. But he might. But he might not. But he might. Yeah, I don't he might think not. So. I look forward to talking about this for a year. Oh, man. We're, we could be like, you know what? The Leafs are heading into Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final tonight, but first we need to talk about John Tavares' pending contract. <laughs> uh, and is he coming next year? I just don't think he's going to. No. I don't see it. Uh, any more questions? Nope. That's it. That's it. I wouldn't be able to handle life if the Leafs were in the Stanley Cup final. Um, It'd be you guys a- want some NHL 18 beta codes? Yeah. Okay. Wow. We can talk afterwards. Wait, actually? How do you have beta codes? We could talk afterwards. Ooh. Whoa. All right. You said that like, hey, kid. I just got a... Want to buy a watch? <laughs> I just got a fun DM. Oh. From a listener who maybe wants to sauce us some beta codes. Yo, this guy's totally going to hack our bank account. Fun DMs, <laughs> fun DMs are fun. Hmm, that's interesting. We'll see. I did not get that DM. I'm mm. upset. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. I am the one who gets free things. Also, no, no. Ask you. Ask we you. are we are working on some names for the show. We have two confirmed guests. Can we can we say who they are? Yeah, sure. Uh, we just don't know when on them, right? No, I do. Okay. No, I don't. Uh, eh. Steve has not told us. <laughs> no, sorry. No, I told you one. Oh, okay. uh, Gus Katsaros. I forget the date on that. And that'll be in September. Yeah. Um, and Gus is a scout, and he works with McKean's. And I, what I'm excited about with that episode is it'll be able to... Scouting is like a mystifying thing, right? I always yeah. find, like, in scouting, it's like, what do the scouts actually do? We had him on a long time ago, and you weren't there. That's right. It was just me and Chris, actually. So I want him, I want to know, like... What's it take to be a scout? What is yeah. a scout? What do they do? What's the day-to-day? When we when we draft a guy out of St. Andrews, you know, obviously an NHL scout saw the guy play. Mm-hmm. How did that all work? Well, and so his his thing is he's a pro scout. Exactly. So when it comes to the amateur stuff, I'm not sure what he knows, but I'm sure he'll, he'll bestow know. upon us what he knows. He'll know. He's always, he's very open and honest about what he does and doesn't know. And then uh, August 8th, I've actually asked uh, Mike Augello, Mike in Buffalo, to join us. He's Amazing. got a really interesting story, and he's going to come in all the way from Buffalo. To be on this show? Yes. So that's really Wow. Cool. There's a bunch of others. There's at least one, two, three, four. There's about half a dozen that have agreed to come on, but we don't have confirmed dates, so I don't want to tell you who they are in case they don't come on. <laughs> because a few of them actually agreed to come on last summer and then we couldn't figure out a date so they never came on <laughs> right so we're working on that yeah and until then thank you so much for listening we will be back next week is it the long weekend yet I not, don't know. not this week I don't think so every day is a long weekend for you in the summer right yeah yeah oh and um, I'll make a video about this soon but I've started writing my book and I've already said that uh, and I'm really gonna like start hammering it uh, next couple weeks I wanna get like several dozen thousand words written uh if there's anything you want me to put in there anything you can think of any questions you have let me know all right thanks so much for listening uh we will talk to you next week follow the guys on twitter at steve underscore dangle at adam w-y-l-d-e and at jesse blake the Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.
today, uh, we're going to say goodbye to Lincoln Park's Chester Bennington. So if you haven't heard, the Lincoln Park singer uh, took his own life this morning at his house in Los Angeles. He struggled with drugs and alcohol for years and, of course, uh, mostly the root cause, which is often just depression and anxiety. He's uh, spoken openly, openly about having uh, suicidal thoughts before in interviews. And, uh, and in his music, and he was, uh, he says, you know, one of the things that, that caused it was abuse by a, uh, an older man when he was much younger. But, you know, Chester and, and Lincoln Park on the whole took that pain and took that anguish and turned it into an escape for the rest of us. And, and those of us who felt those same awful feelings, like we all do from time to time, um, and maybe we couldn't understand them or articulate them in that same way, um, they could, and we got that through them. And today, I think we've lost one of our generation's greats. Now, if you're like me, you grew up with Linkin Park, you know how special they were. Um, they went to places, like I just said, with their music that society pretended just didn't exist or didn't want to talk about. But beyond that, Chester was a loving husband, and a father to six, uh, who he was often taking photos with and goofing around with, and he was also very close with audio uh, with excuse me with Chris Cornell, uh, who recently took his life as well. And actually, Chester sang at Chris's funeral, and this seems like an extremely dark twist, but I think we ought to bring it up. Today would have been Chris Cornell's fifty third birthday. Now it's amazing to me that one disease, one that so many of us struggle with, can can make someone who's loved by millions of people feel alone enough to take their own life. And it shows us the disease's power, and it shows us we've still got a long way to go in fighting it, but we are fighting it. And it's a good time to mention this. If you're feeling alone, there's no shame in that. If you're feeling down for days, for weeks, for months, with no end, that's not your fault. And it does not need to be normal for you. If you feel like you're not loved, you so are loved. Anyone for help. Uh, depression is a pernicious and nasty disease, and it touches us all. And if and you don't have to be <laughs> alone anymore in fighting it. <sighs> so anyway, with uh, all of that out of the way, um, I just want to say we want to help you. We all want to help each other. And people like Chester Bennington, like uh, Chris Cornell, like the millions of them before, they didn't die in vain. We are fighting this together. So uh, I want to play this for you because Chester actually came to Kiss in March and recorded a, a, a beautiful stripped down version of Linkin Park's latest single, Heavy For Us. Uh, we're going to play that for you now in his memory. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. 